Happy day, Rosario Garcia with Why Jesus. Hoping that you are having a great day, that you were able to relax, slow down a little bit, be able to just breathe a little more calm than normal. Because when we do slow down a little bit, we're able to see God's goodness around us a little bit more. So that is my prayer for you and your family, that you are able to slow down a little bit to be able to find God's goodness around you and love for you and your family. So lots of things to ponder and I thought of different things in different ways. Bottom line, there's a lot to sort through, uh, especially with what we're currently facing. It's hard to take in all the information that we've been thrown at and sort it out and figure out what is important, what is not, what's for our benefit, what is not, and literally what will prepare us the best for what is to come. So lots of pondering today. Um, I've been looking at the lesson that from the Come Follow Me manual for that ends today and I've been thinking about it off and on through the week and it is just unreal how God knows exactly what day we're living in and what we're facing because the words of this lesson strike to the core of what we are going through so it always leaves me in awe because I know that he's in charge, that he knows. And when I find myself connecting the dots and figuring out just his majesty and power and being all-knowing and understanding what we may be facing, I feel so happy that we have a way to get better, to strengthen ourselves. So here we go. Hopefully this will be of benefit to you just like it was to me. So this section on Doctrine and Covenants um, is for the week of February 1st through the 7th, covering chapters in Doctrine and Covenants 10 to 11. It is titled, That You May Come Off Conqueror. I love it. Isn't that amazing? God wants us to be conquerors, to overcome, to be victorious, which if anything, that is not what the world is giving us and what we're facing. So you must know that right then and there, what it's being thrown at us is not coming from God. So... Um, for those of you that are new, we're following the Come Follow Me manual um, for the week of February 1st through 7th. 
and you can find it under the come follow me section on uh, the come follow me manual that you can buy at desert books or you can download the church of jesus christ of latter-day saints app and look under libraries and come follow me for this current date that we are in or you can go to the church of jesus christ of latter-day saints website which is basically lds.org and under libraries look for the come follow me manual and do the same there so welcome everybody today's lesson promises to be uh, one that will get you thinking and figuring things out for yourself which is exactly what god wants us to do that you may come off conqueror so i am going to read the um summary and then um, i'm going to tell you what the sections are there's four and they're fantastic so a lot of you may be thinking what on earth is this doctrine and covenants book that she's talking about so let me quickly tell you what these scriptures are so we have the bible the old testament the new testament written in the old world um and you know written by various um they're the words of various prophets apostles um of god's dealing with his people and obviously they testify of the god of the old world jehovah who is jesus christ and then uh, when jesus came to earth he was known as jesus christ and the new testament testifies of him directly and uh, we know that in the old world he said and other sheep i have that are not of this fold and they shall hear my voice and shall know that there is one god one one shepherd and uh, one world so he sent two groups of people out from the old world that came and um, brought him over to the american continent very much like the noah's ark story that you read in the bible they built ships barges first group came about uh, let's see a couple of thousand years before the second group which came 600 years before christ came to earth so long time ago so tower of babel times when all the languages of the world were dispersed um, or changed and people couldn't talk to each other anymore and then the uh, prophet lehi who lived in jerusalem was commanded to leave because jerusalem was going to be destroyed and i god needed to preserve a righteous um, part of his people 
and brought them into the American continent. And here, these two civilizations wrote, just like the prophets of old wrote. They kept the records of God's dealings with them, and they passed those down for generations and generations. And um, I guess they left those behind for you and I to know that actually after Jesus Christ died and was crucified in Jerusalem, that after his resurrection and visit there, he came here to visit the American continent too and the people that he had um, brought over. And he told them, you are the sheep that I spoke about in the Old Testament and the New Testament of other sheep I have that are not of the same fold and you can verify that also on Ezekiel 37 I believe verses 15 through 23 if I'm correct but in any event um, Bible first witness of Jesus Christ Book of Mormon second witness of Jesus Christ Doctrine and Covenants so Joseph Smith was the one led, the prophet of this last days, was led to the writings of these ancient records that the Nephites left behind for you and I. And by the power of God, those records were translated and they became what we know the Book of Mormon. And the Book of Mormon completely and thoroughly explains who these people on the American continent were, who they worshipped, and how they worshipped. And we know that it was Jesus Christ because it is in the historic areas that we find. There was a visit from a white-bearded god known as Quetzalcoatl from Mexico, um, etc. for other people and tribes. And... Um, those writings are marvelous. They are the second witness of Jesus Christ. So this Joseph Smith prophet who translated that book, as a prophet, he had to continue doing what God asked, and that is to keep writing the prophecies and the things that God commanded him. So those writings are recorded in a section called Doctrine and Covenants which is the doctrine of Christ and the covenants that Christ asked for us in these last days to continue with. And literally, they're no different than what the previous doctrine and covenants were, except that we are the last dispensation before he comes again a second time. So, doctrine and covenants are the writings of Joseph Smith and his dealings with God and all the promises that he made and basically all the instruction he wants us to follow. And so I consider that to be the third witness of Jesus Christ. And so, you know, the New Testament says that out of the mouth of two or three witnesses shall all things be established. Well, there you have it. Not one witness, not two witnesses, but three for sure that we know of that are declaring the same 
news. The same marvelous news that God is our Father, we are His children, that He has a plan for us and a purpose for our lives, that He wants us to come back and live with Him, but we can only do that if we choose to. Independently, it has to be our choice. And two, that Jesus is the Christ, the Savior of the world, and that only through him and by accepting his sacrifice and atonement so that we can repent and cleanse ourselves from our sins and weaknesses and wicked ways, only by accepting Jesus Christ we're able to come to the Father. So, incredible, incredible message of love for all humanity. We are not alone God is not a God of confusion. He is a God of order, a God that will always tell us what to do, and those that path is the commandments. We follow the commandments that keeps us on the path towards Him. So there you go. That's a brief explanation of what these Doctrine and Covenants are and what their part are along with the other scriptures. And so you will hear names that are, you know, new world names to you and I, rather than the uh, Old Testament and New Testament names of those days. So the summary says, as the translation of the Book of Mormon progressed, a question naturally arose. What should Joseph Smith and Oliver Cowdery do about those pages of the translation that had been lost? The logical thing might be to go back and retranslate that portion, but the Lord could see something that they could not. Wicked men were plotting to alter the words on those pages to cast doubt on Joseph's inspired work. God had a plan to thwart Satan's efforts and compensate for what was lost. This plan was put into motion thousands of years earlier. When the prophet Nephi felt inspired to create a second record that covered the same time period. Later, Mormon was inspired to include this record in the Book of Mormon for a wise purpose known to the Lord. My wisdom, the Lord said to Joseph, is greater than the cunning of the devil. That's a reassuring message in a day like ours when the adversaries ongoing efforts to weaken faith are intensifying. Like Joseph, we can be faithful and continue on in the work God has called us to do. Then we will find that he has already provided a way so that the gates of hell should not prevail against us. Isn't that a wonderful message? Oh my gosh, if anything gives us hope, are words like this coming from God directly. So for you to hear that their words are coming from God directly, I'm going to read some of those scriptures to you. So first of all, truly God knew that these translated um, pages from the Book of Mormon history were going to be lost. Um, that wicked men got their hands on it. And we're trying to destroy the work of the Lord. 
So back in the day, when Mormon was alive as a prophet of the Lord, um, he was putting all the plates that had been passed down from generation to generation. His job was to compile them, uh, choose the ones that he thought were going to be of the most worth based on inspiration from God. And he chose this particular set of scriptures. So he's here he is talking to us. And now I speak somewhat concerning that which I have written for after I had made an abridgment from the plates of Nephi down to the reign of his, this King Benjamin, of whom Amalekai spake, I searched among the records which had been delivered into my hands, and I found these plates, which contained this small account of the prophets from Jacob down to the reign of the King Benjamin, and also many of the words of Nephi. And the things which are upon these plates pleasing me because of the prophecies of the coming of Christ, and my fathers knowing that many of them have been fulfilled, yea, and I also know that it, as many things as have been prophesied concerning us down to this day have been fulfilled, and as many as go beyond this day must surely come to pass. Wherefore, I choose these things to finish my record upon them, which remainder of my record I shall take from the plates of Nephi, and I cannot write the hundredth part of the things of my people. But behold, I shall take these plates, which contain these prophesies and revelations, and put them with the remainder of my record, for they are choice unto me, and I know they will be choice unto my brethren. And I do this for a wise purpose, for thus it, it, it whispereth me, according to the workings of the Spirit of the Lord which is in me. And now I do not know all things, but the Lord knoweth all things which are to come. Wherefore, he worketh in me to do according to his will. So Mormon knew that this particular section was going to be needed later in our day and time and let's find out why and like we know Satan has been trying to destroy God's work from the beginning of mankind this is his world and anything that he can throw at us to confuse us to get us off the path to not believe in God to keep us in bondage to the worldly things he will do. That's his game. And so any way that he can control us and take away our freedoms to choose, he will do that. Even if it's disguised as for our own benefit and health. So um, this is God saying, hello, uh, listen to what I can do. And he says... I will not suffer that they shall destroy my work. Yea, I will show unto them that my wisdom is greater than the cunning of the devil. And then on verse 3 here. Nevertheless, it is now restored unto you again. Therefore, see that you are faithful and continue unto the finishing of the remainder of the work of translation as you have begun. And 69 and now, behold, whosoever is of my church and endureth of my of my church to the end, 
Him will I establish upon my rock, and the gates of hell shall not prevail against them. So he wants us to be built upon his foundation. The principles, the commandments that he has left behind for us to follow. And he promises that we... Happy day, Rosal Garcia with Why Jesus. I was just abruptly interrupted on the previous podcast. And so um, I am going to just continue on to make it go as smooth a transition as possible. So I was in the middle of reading off to you what this section is called and what the topics are. So the section is called that you may come off a conqueror and it covers Doctrine and Covenants chapter 10 and 11. And uh, I just finished asking a couple of questions. One, well, I read um, that Satan has always tried to destroy the work of the Lord um, because he does not want us, his children, to follow the path to him. He wants to destroy us any way, shape, or form. He can do that. He will. And this world is Satan's reign. And therefore, this is why we're all so confused. Because we haven't stayed close enough to God to get off the confusion. And so now we need heavenly help to get back on the road again to follow that plan. So... I was reading how on Doctrine and Covenants 10.43, it says, My wisdom is greater than the cunning of the devil. And um, he told us that if we do what is asked, that the gates of hell shall not prevail against us. And that is very comforting in this day and age. And then... um, Along the topics that will help us understand that, it says Satan seeks to destroy the work of God. The next next topic, the Lord's wisdom is greater than the cunning of the devil. Uh, the third topic, if I ask of God, I will receive. And the fourth one, as I seek to obtain God's word, I will receive his spirit and power. So those are fabulous topics that will shed some light on how we can come off as a conqueror over Satan. Um, We are greater than Satan. Even with all the power that he has in the world, with all the riches and the people he can buy, with money, the governments, um, those that pretend to serve us and our needs in this country and the countries of the world, uh, they don't come close to what we can do when we understand that we are children of God. Uh, He has the power to hurt us, but we have the power to literally crush his head and destroy him. Uh, He doesn't have a head, but we have the power to destroy him. If we but realize the 
heavenly power that we have as children of a God and King. But most of us are lost to that great purpose. And so Satan will not let us figure it out. Because if we do, then he will lose his power over us. So this first topic, Satan seeks to destroy the work of the Lord. Basically, I'm going to read this and then I'm going to read some scriptures here quickly. Satan would prefer that we forget he exists or that we at least fail to recognize his attempts to influence us. But the Lord's words and Doctrine and Covenants reveal that Satan is in constant active opposition to God's work. As you read verses 1 through 33, identify how Satan sought to destroy God's work in Joseph Smith's time. What similarities do you see with the way Satan works today? You can ask the Lord to help you see how Satan may be tempting you. What do you learn from this section that can help you resist Satan's efforts? And you know, this is a big section here, so I'm just going to go and read a few scriptures here and see if we are able to get the majority of it. it says and behold others he flattereth away and telleth them that there is no hell and he saith unto them i am no devil for there is none and thus he whispereth in their ears until he grasps them with his awful chains from whence there is no deliverance yea there are grasps with death and hell and death and hell and the devil and all that have been seized therewith must stand before the throne of God and be judged according to their works from whence they must go into the place prepared for them, even as a lake of fire and brimstone, which is endless torment. So Satan trying to get us to do his work and God is telling us don't fall for his tricks and his temptations or you'll have to be judged on the work that you're doing here on the earth. Well, we know for a fact that many have fallen. All of our corrupt, or the majority of the corrupt government in our nation and around the world, I must say, have followed Satan's footsteps. And the comforting thought is they will be judged of God. By the wicked works they are producing. So uh, God is in charge. That's all I have to say. Um, and then it says here. Um, oh, let's see. There's so many passages here. But I really wanted to read this section. Which is quite long. But I don't. I need for you guys to understand just how God is in charge and he prepares things thousands and thousands of years in advance for what he knows is going to happen in the future. Um, he's over it. There's no way Satan is going to beat God. And so here it is. Now behold, I say unto you that because you delivered up those writings which you had power given unto you to translate by the means of the Urimum Thummim into the hands of a wicked man, you have lost them. And you also lost your gift of the same time, and your minds became darkened. 
Nevertheless, it is now restored unto you again. Therefore, see that you are faithful and continue unto the finishing of the remainder of the work of translation as you have begun. Do not run faster or labor more than you have strength and means provided to enable you to translate, but be diligent unto the end. Pray always that you may come off conqueror, yea, that you may conquer Satan, and that you may escape the hands of the servants of Satan that do uphold his work. Behold, they have sought to destroy you, yea, even the man in whom you have trusted has sought to destroy you. And for this cause I said that he is a wicked man, for he has sought to take away the things wherewith you have been entrusted, and he has also sought to destroy your gift. And because you have delivered the writings unto his hands, behold, wicked men have taken them from you, Therefore you have delivered them up, yea, that which was sacred unto wickedness. And behold, Satan hath put it into their hearts to alter the words which you have caused to be put to be written, or which you have translated, which have gone out of your hands. And behold, I say unto you, that because they have altered the words, they read contrary from that which you translated and caused to be written. And on this wise the devil has sought to lay cunning plan that he may destroy this work. For he hath put it into their hearts to do this, that by lying they may say they have caught you in the words which you have pretended to translate. Verily I say unto you that I will not suffer that Satan shall accomplish his evil design in this thing. For behold, he has put it into their hearts to get three, thee to tempt the Lord thy God, and ask him to translate it over again. And then, behold, they say, and think in their hearts, we will see if God has given him power to translate. If so, he will also give him power again. And if God giveth him power again, or if he translates again, or in other words, if he bringeth forth the same words, behold, we have the same with us, and we have altered them. Therefore they will not agree, and we will say that he has lied on his words, and that he has no gift, and that he has no power. Therefore we will destroy him, and also the work, and we will do this, that we may be ashamed, not ashamed, in the end, and that we may get glory of the world. Verily, verily, I say unto you that Satan has great hold upon their hearts. He stirreth them up to iniquity against that which is good and their hearts are corrupt and full of wickedness and abominations and they love darkness rather rather than the light because their deeds are evil therefore they will not ask of me satan stirreth them up that he may lead their souls to destruction and thus he has laid a cunning plan thinking to destroy the work of god but I will require this at their hands, and it shall turn to their shame and condemnation in the, in the day of judgment. Yea, he stirreth up their hearts to anger against this work. Yea, he saith unto them, Deceive and lie and wait to catch, that ye may destroy. Behold, this is no harm. And thus he flattereth them and telleth them that it is no sin to lie that they may catch a man in a lie, that they may destroy him. And thus he flattereth them, 
and leadeth them along until he draggeth their souls down to hell, and thus he causeth them to catch themselves in their own snare. And thus he goeth up and down to and from in the earth, seeking to destroy the souls of men. Verily, verily, I say unto you, Woe be unto him that lieth to deceive, because he supposeth that another lieth to deceive. For such are not exempt from the justice of God. Now behold, they have altered these words, because Satan saith unto them, He hath deceived you, and thus he flattereth them away to do iniquity to get thee to tempt the Lord thy God. Behold, I say unto you, that you shall not translate again those words which have gone forth out of your hands. For behold, they shall not accomplish their evil designs in lying against those words. For behold, if you should bring forth the same words, they will say that you have lied and that you have pretended to translate, but that you have not, but that you have contradicted yourself. And behold, they will publish this, and Satan will harden the hearts of the people to stir them up to anger against you, that they will not believe my words. Thus Satan thinketh to overpower your testimony in this generation, that the work may not come forth in this generation. So God told Joseph Smith all of this, because apparently Joseph Smith was too naive, too trusting, um, and God knows Satan's power better than all of us. And so that was a long section, but I want to read another section where he actually shows where he prepared over 2,400 years ago for this particular moment that Joseph Smith went through. He prepared um, for it so that uh, when this happened, God would know exactly how to take care of the issue or the problem. And so... Bottom line, Satan seeks to destroy the work of God, but he's not going to prevail over God. And he, God just said that very plainly and clearly. So on the next section, the Lord's wisdom is greater than the cunning of the devil. Uh, it says here, more than 24 years in advance, the Lord prepared to com compensate for the lost pages of the Book of Mormon. Uh, what do you learn about the Lord from DNC 10, 34 through 52? What evidence of the Lord's wisdom and foreknowledge have you seen in your life? The record that God prepared to replace the lost manuscript is now found on Nephi, first Nephi through Omni. How have the stories and teachings in this record um, thrown greater views upon the gospel for you? So I'm going to read that follow-up section that tells us how God prepared for this lost manuscript uh, for these last days and it says here but behold here is wisdom and because i show unto you wisdom and give you commandments concerning these things what you shall do show it not unto the world until you have accomplished the work of translation marvel not that i said unto you here is wisdom show it not unto the world for i said Excuse me, show it not unto the world that you may be preserved. Behold, I do not say that you shall not show it unto the righteous, but as you cannot always judge the righteous, or as you cannot always tell the wicked from the righteous, therefore I say unto you, 
hold your peace until I shall see fit to make all things known unto the world concerning the matter. And now, verily I say unto you, that... I lost my spot here because my dog is working. I apologize. Um, and now, verily I say unto you, that an account of those things that you have written which have gone out out of the hands, is engraven upon the plates of Nephi. Yea, and you have remember it was said in those writings that a more particular account was given of these things upon the plates of Nephi. And now, because the account which is engraven upon the plates of Nephi is more particular concerning the things which in my wisdom I would bring to the knowledge of the people in this account, Therefore you shall translate the engravings which are on the plates of Nephi down even till you come to the reign of King Benjamin or until you come to that which you have translated, which you have retained. And behold, you shall publish it as a record of Nephi, and thus I will confound those who have altered my words. I will not suffer that they shall destroy my work, yea, I will show unto them that my wisdom is greater than the cunning of the devil. Behold, they have only got a part of an abridgment of the account of Nephi. Behold, there are many things engraven upon the plates of Nephi which do throw greater views upon my gospel. Therefore it is wisdom in me that you should translate this first part of the engravings of Nephi and send forth in this work. And behold, all the remainder of this work does contain all those parts of my gospel which my holy prophets, yea, and all my disciples desired in their prayers should come forth unto this people. And I said unto them that it should be granted unto them according to their faith in their prayers, yea. And this was their faith that my gospel which I gave unto them, that they might preach in their days, might come unto their brethren the Lamanites, and also that had become Lamanites because of their dissensions. Now this is not all. Their faith in their prayers was that, that this gospel should be made known also, if it were possible, that other nations should possess this land. And thus they did leave a blessing upon this land in their prayers, that whosoever shall believe in this gospel and in, the land, and in this land might have eternal life, yea, that it might be free unto all, of whatsoever nation, kindred, tongue, or people they may be. And now, behold, according to their faith and their prayers, will I bring this part of my gospel to the knowledge of my people. Behold, I do not, I do not bring it to destroy that which they have received, but to build it up. So, there we go. That is how God had prepared 2,400 years before this event even happened. Um, on how he was going to handle this whole problem. Um, he gave a choice to Joseph Smith to listen to him and not ask him to show these um, manuscript, but he asked and asked, and God allowed him to choose. He chose the wrong thing. The manuscript was lost, um, and he knew that Satan was going to plan to destroy the work. Uh, but, you know, God prepared well in advance for that. So that is amazing. God is just showing us how 
he is in charge. Not precisely because he's making everything happen the way he wants to, but because he knows us perfectly and knows the mistakes we will make. He knows how to correct those mistakes after he has taught us the lesson. And so we want to make sure that we don't make so many mistakes so that we don't have to go through the hardship of learning these horrible, difficult lessons in life. And so God is merciful. He allows us to make the mistakes to learn um, and then to come back and do uh, greater things with what we have learned from him. And so this section, if I ask of God, I will receive quickly, says several of Joseph Smith's family members and friends asked him to seek the Lord's will on their behalf. Joseph was happy to do so, but the Lord was also willing to give them personal revelation. In DNC 11, a revelation that Joseph received for his older brother Hiram, the Lord said, I will impart unto you of my spirit, and then shall ye know all things whatsoever you desire of me. The Lord said his words were for all who have good desires and have thrust in their sickle to reap. What is the Lord trying to tell you about your personal revelation, about participating in God's work? What other messages does he have for you? So basically, if we ask of God, we will receive. We don't need to have somebody else else ask God for us. He wants to talk to us personally, and he is willing to show us how that will come about. Uh, let's see here if I can quickly read here how he's telling us that on DNC eleven thirteen through 14. Verily, verily, I say unto you, I will impart unto you of my spirit, which shall enlighten your mind, which shall fill your soul with joy. And then shall ye know, or by this shall you know, all things whatsoever you desire of me, which are pertaining unto things of righteousness and faith believing in me that you shall receive. So we have to have faith that God will answer our prayers that we will receive an answer to that. Um, and he wants us to have good desires. And so let's see here. It says, Behold, I speak unto all who have good desires and have thrust in their sickle to reap. And the last section here, As I seek to obtain God's word, I will receive his spirit and power. So here he says, even before the Book of Mormon had been translated, Hiram Smith was anxious to preach, preach the gospel. As you read the Lord's response to his desires, consider what it means to you to obtain God's word. How does obtaining God's word help you serve in the church? How does it bring God's power into your life? And so I want you to know on this section... Um, that literally, even though this happened to people already, just like the stuff that happened to people in the Bible times, it also pertains to our life. They are scriptures, living scriptures, because 
they help all the living people. Um, it says here, Behold, I command you, I command you that you need not suppose that you are called to preach until you are called. Wait a little longer until you shall have my word, my rock, my church, and my gospel, that you may know of a surety my doctrine. And then behold, according to thy desires, yea, even according to your faith shall it be done unto you. Keep my commandments, hold your peace, appeal unto my spirit, yea, cleave unto me with all your heart, and you that you may assist in bringing to light those things of which has been spoken, yea, the translation of my work. Be patient until you shall accomplish it. Behold, this is your work, to keep my commandments, yea, with all your might, mind, and strength. Seek not to declare my word, but first seek to obtain my word, and then shall your tongue be loosed. Then, if you desire, you shall have my spirit and my word, yea, the power of God unto the convincing of men. But now hold your peace, study my word, which hath gone forth among the children of men, and also study my word, which shall come forth among the children of men, or that which is now translating. Yea, until you have obtained all which I shall grant unto the children of men in this generation, and then shall all things be added unto thereto. Added thereto. Behold, thou art Hiram, my son. Seek the kingdom of God, and all things shall be added according to that which is just. Build upon my rock, which is my gospel. Deny not the spirit of revelation, nor the spirit of prophecy. For woe unto him that denieth these things. Therefore treasure up in your heart until the time which is my wisdom that you shall go forth. So, God wants us to prepare ourselves by living the commandments and learning the scriptures. He said all the scriptures before and all the scriptures that are coming forth as the Book of Mormon was being translated and obviously all the words of the prophet Joseph Smith that are now in this book called Doctrine and Covenants. All the words that he wants to give us for this generation, he wants us to read so that we can prepare. Prepare to hold Satan off and that we may become conquerors over him. So I hope and pray that you are getting an idea of how much power God wants to bestow upon you and me and your loved ones and how it cannot happen if we do not come close to God and learn from these living scriptures. Um, we will not conquer Satan otherwise and we will continue with the chaos and the confusion and the fear and all of that unless we come close to God through the scriptures and feel of his spirit leading and guiding us. So God bless you, all of us, our family, to choose to stay close to God and to follow his path is my prayer. And so signing off um, now, this is Rosa Garcia with Why Jesus.